All right, so my next stop was Beijing, and I took the train from Xi'an to Beijing. And uh, I remember the trains were uh, pretty nice, actually, in China, and uh, pretty modern, if I remember correctly. And um, I do remember I shared a uh, uh, car or a little... Uh, I can't even remember if it was a sleeping car or not, but it was uh, it was like a little room, and so there I think there were two other people. I remember there was this woman in there, a young woman, and she had chicken feet. I remember that she had them in like a little bag, and she pulled those suckers out and just uh, whittled away on those chicken feet, which I'd never seen before. <laughs> um, all right, May fifteenth through May sixteenth. Made it to Beijing on the overnight train. Well, I guess that answers the question about the uh, sleeper. I took a soft sleeper, and it was very comfy. It's a four-person compartment, and I was with three girls. Somewhat of a rude awakening upon arrival. First, taxis refused to take me when I pulled out my guidebook. Then hotels would not take me because I'm not Chinese. Finally, ended up at a really nice hostel, and I get my own room. Uh, Far East Hotel or Hostel. Walked around Tiananmen Square and saw Mao's body. Yuck. <laughs> Tried to head to the bars since it was Saturday night, but couldn't get the taxi drivers to understand where to go. Very weird. May fifteenth, May 17th through May 20th. Some tough travel days. Walked around more on the 16th and the 17th. Saw the Forbidden City and went to um, the park that Kubla Khan built. Uh, like with an island. Lake with an island. Had dinner at um, Sun... Sun Lito Lu, um, the nightlife area. Looked good, but I need a partner. Ate at the hostel a few times, and they served dumplings only, but pretty good. Lots of walking in Beijing. The hostel is on a funny street, a back street, or a real local area. It has lots of barber shops, and they offer more than haircuts. I got pulled into one. Uh, I left quickly. The highlight was the Great Wall. Went to a section called uh, Simite and Jinsling. Um, went with a group from the hostel. It was a 10-kilometer walk. We started at a village and walked up to the wall through pretty countryside. The wall was very impressive, well-preserved in places and crumbling in others, but always beautiful vistas on the surrounding green mountains and of the wall winding and snaking in the far distance. Very cool. Then the travel fun started. Um, the hostel agency... Let's see here. I'm going to stop right here because this gets into a whole uh, other story. So uh, 
I, I had some I liked Beijing. It was I had an interesting time there. I, I kind of some funny stuff happened there. Um, so the, I can't remember there were three women in the train. I mean, I must r- really be losing my memory. Um, I just remember the woman e- woman eating chicken feet, but um, she must have been the only young one. That so I'm not losing my mind anyway. Uh, so um, when I got to the train station in Beijing, uh, there was a lot. You walk out. And you go out the front door, and there's a line of taxis, and there's a line for the taxis. And I stand in the line, and um, everybody's getting rides, and uh, then finally my turn. And the guy, taxi driver, gets out of his car, um, his trunk is open, or maybe his trunk was already open. And I go, or he pulled up and opened his trunk, and he didn't see me. But anyway, it was my turn, so I walk up there. And I take my backpack off and I put it in his trunk. And he looks at me and he takes the backpack out and he and he uh, tries to get the person behind me. And I put the backpack back in the trunk. And he takes it out and uh, and then that was it. He wouldn't take me. And um, I'm like, what the hell? Um, so I was the only white person. So I that was I'm like, this is ridiculous. Guaylo, white person, ghost. Um, so I was really kind of put off, you know. And um, I finally, I don't remember if it was that guy or the next one, but I finally got some guy, I think it was another guy, to accept me. And um, so I had my guidebook out and I knew I had a hotel in mind. And um, I pointed to him on the um, in the Lonely Planet guidebook and there's a map and he's looking through it and he can't find it. And, and anyway, he finally figures it out. And we go there to the hotel and I go in to check in um, unannounced and they just say, no, we there's no room for you. And I say, is, is there room? Yes, there's room. Um, well, I want a room. No, we won't have you. It, talk about racist. Holy crap. So they literally would not take me because I was Guaylo. And uh, so that, welcome to Beijing. Um, so that was interesting. Um, so now I, I don't know, now I think I know why the taxi drivers don't want to didn't want to drive me. I, you know, I don't know if it's because they were racist. It's probably because they didn't want to drive their asses all over town <laughs> getting denied. So anyway, we, we ended up at this really pretty cool youth hostel, international youth hostel. So they kind of have to take me. I mean, that's kind of the name of the game. And um, it was in this little uh, old neighborhood, you know, all tile roofs and a um, few people riding their bikes. So not like Mao days, but and it was a few blocks off of Tiananmen Square. And I remember um, the, I would go to the place across the street, which served dumplings. And I just had dumplings for dinner all the time. And then I'd walk down this long street, make a left, and then walk a few blocks to Tiananmen Square. And on this long street, it had like, you know, stores. I can remember you could buy tea and it was like a big tea emporium. And... Um, and this long street had like a lot of barbershops and, you know, the international sign for barbershop, right? That swirling uh, blue, red, white swirl thing, right? Well, they were like 
I don't know, 10 of these things, 10 different barbershops, and there was never anyone in a chair. So I was like, what is going on? Anyway, so I did a couple of days of sightseeing and I went to Tiananmen Square and Tiananmen Square was just amazing to me because I remember um, the massacre there, uh, you know, the protests. And so it was very interesting to be there. Um, and it's huge. It's a huge, big, open um, uh, brick square and they have these big um, uh, street lights, um, very um, sort of you know, intricate, ornate, um, but they're kind of distinctive. And then there's the mausoleum with Mao. And then there's the big, like where they do their government activity. And I went in there and, and got toured around and saw the big rooms and you never used to see those on TV, but now you do quite a bit. So, you know, when like she meets with somebody, there's like a big room with a big yellow carpet or, you know, something like that, an ornate, Beautiful paintings on the, you know, beautiful landscape, you know, huge um, uh, artwork on the walls uh, and beautiful uh, rugs, I remember. And uh, so that was interesting. And then I went in and saw Mao and everybody, you know, waits out all the people who go, all the locals from China, when they come to Beijing, they all do that. They go to see Mao. And so I got in line with all of them and and uh, checked out Mao and, he, you know. It's like going to a wax museum, but there he is laying down. And um, um, and I remember people would come up to me and try to practice their English on me. It was really interesting. A lot of people wanted to practice their English. Uh, so they're very nice, but it gets a little annoying after a while. Um, you know, you want a little anonymity. And uh, uh, I remember taking the subway and... And the Forbidden City was really cool. So on one end of the Tiananmen Square is the entrance to the Forbidden City. And there's a big picture of Mao there. And and you walk over this little bridge and you go in. And the thing I remember about the Forbidden City is it was like uh, false room after false room or you know false square after false square. I mean you walk and walk and walk maybe for like a mile through you know, opening after opening. Oh, is this it? Oh, is this it? No. And then finally it's like the inner sanctum and – you know, it was sort of raised, this little area where, um, you know, the emperor would sit. And they had, I remember, really uh, ornate jade, um, I can't remember if it was jade or marble, but carving of uh, um, kind of uh, that, that paralleled the steps up to this little thing. So it was like in an incline, these this car, these carvings. And then those those lions, and one had its foot on the world in an orb, and then the other has its, you know, it's like a, you see these everywhere, right? Well, those are from the Forbidden City. Um, and it was just, you know, you didn't see all of the city, but, you know, there was like where they used to live, the court, you know, the courtesans or whatever used to live. And, and there's a little park out back there, and I went to that, and, and I saw this park where apparently Kublai Khan built it, and, um, you know, there's a little lake and stuff. I don't really remember that that well, but um, I do remember um, the uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken on the on the corner of the uh, Tiananmen Square, so I would have um, dinner there sometimes, and that was kind of not that great, but anyway... Um, and it was really hot and muggy in, in um, Beijing. And um, and one day I, I got up the nerve to go in one of those little barber shops. And you walk in, you know, and then this woman comes out and a young young girl, I don't know how old, 20 maybe. And they sit down and, you know, it's not a barber shop if you figured it out by now. But the thing that, that just cracked me up is 
this woman, this isn't that funny really, but I mean, she's pimping out this young girl, but the young, trying to sell me on this, you know, the transaction, she's doing the international sign for making love. And she's, you know, she's putting her finger in the, you know, the hole of her uh, thumb and forefinger, right? And she's, as she's doing this, she's saying, at first I didn't know what the heck she was talking about, but it was like, make love, make love, make love. <laughs> doing this, you know, the international sign for make love. And um, yeah, it felt a little strange. So I uh, I did not get my hair cut, if you know what I mean. Um, but speaking of that, there was a woman at the youth hostel who worked there and there was this strange thing about barbershops and I still don't know what the deal was but um the woman at the front desk this is like a reputable place um uh hooked me up with this woman and she said she'll give you a massage and I you know I okay so we do that and then um she wants to shave me, like shave my face. So there's, lo and behold, in the International Youth Hostel I was staying at, there was a barber shop in there. And we go down there and she, she shaves my face, like with a razor and everything. And I think uh, like a you know blade. And um, I don't understand why that was such a big deal for her. But she really enjoyed it. And, um, and I lived and... Um, I do remember getting cut, but uh, not not too badly. But anyway, so Beijing was you know uh, was about Tiananmen Square. Oh, and the wall, the wall was great. So um, you know, normally everybody goes to a big touristy area, but we went off the beaten track, and it was great because like this little village you go to, and you walk up out of the village up into the hill, and there it is, and you just walk up onto the wall. And in parts, it was really well-preserved. In other parts, it was crumbling. And they have all these, you know, we walked, I don't know, like 10 miles or some darn thing. And it's up and down and wind and it snakes all over the place. And it's in the mountains. And it's and you look in the distance and it's all going into infinity, you know, up and over these mountains. It's just, it's really, what do they call it? One of the wonders, wonders of the world. I mean, it really is. I'm, I'm so glad I got to see it. And you would see um, graffiti from when there were guards there. Like they would you know, kind of, I was a, I was here kind of thing, you know, they put in their names and in, in Mandarin. So that was really cool to see those carvings. And, um, and we got to one of those towers and this woman is, is there and she seemed kind of crazy. Um, and she was selling like water or she had like a little, uh, cooler or something, you know, and her whole shtick was she would point to the North side of the wall and she'd be like Mongolia. <laughs> and then she'd, she'd like point at her and, and this side of the wall and she'd be like, China. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we get it. <laughs> but um, I didn't go out that much in in, um, in Beijing. Like, it was kind of hard. I didn't have anyone to go out with, and taxi drivers didn't really want to drive me around anyway. I did go out one night in kind of the modern area, and I did see, like, the modern buildings and everything. But I bet the place is completely different. There were a lot of cranes when I was there. Um, and I heard that, that um, the little area I stayed in that was all bulldozed and made modern for the Olympics. So that just doesn't exist anymore. So I don't know where they're going to get their haircut, but not there.